0: Good morning, it is February 13th, 2024, this is episode 76 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, a podcast for dreamers by a dreamer, stand-up comedian, actor, improviser, and evidently a podcaster, and coming to you documenting my journey as I go for my big dreams as a performer and a comedian in the hopes that I might provide some insight or some encouragement to anybody out there who has a dream, no matter what that dream is, whether it's in the entertainment space or in the entrepreneurial space or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is, whatever it is that you're going for that seems out of reach or that seems like a stretch, that is what I am doing this for and just sharing what I'm learning as I go, and I don't pretend to know anything. I don't pretend to have all of the answers or any of the answers. I'm just trying to be as transparent as I can be as I go through this myself. I was um, having dinner with a friend of mine last night, and we started talking about uh, the life coaching industry and about how there is just this whole industry of people who are wanting to get paid to coach people in life. And I just was talking about how so many of those life coaches, in my experience, actually haven't done anything in their own lives and yet feel some sort of um, inclination that they are in a position to coach other people on how to live their lives and, you know... more power to them because that's actually their dream. And so as a dreamer, I support that that is their dream is to be a life coach. Um, at the same time, I talked about how I think there is something a lot more valuable to talking to people who have actually done something. Who have... Sorry, that sounded very uh, almost accusatory of that, suggesting that all life coaches haven't actually done anything which is not the case with all of them um and i just talked about how i when i was talking to this friend i'm going like i don't i don't feel like i have any right to tell anybody what to do or to suggest that i have any advice for any individual out there i i i'm really at least what i'm learning and finding is that Life really is an individual journey and not that we can't find inspiration from other people and um you know, find other people's stories that resonate. I mean, heck, that's why I'm doing this podcast. It's like, hey, maybe somebody tunes in, something I say resonates, and it gives them a little encouragement. But I'm I'm also not up here saying that anything that I experience is the definitive one and only way to go about things um anyway i was just i was talking about that with my friend and it dove into a little bit deeper psychological discussion of how i feel throughout my life i've had this strong propensity to want somebody else to give me all the answers like somebody else to lead me um and how I'm now stepping into this space of, as much as I can, wanting to learn how to trust myself and trust my own intuition. Still being open to what other people say, but not allowing somebody else to dictate or to influence me to a point to where I am now no longer trusting my own intuition. It's almost like I'm forfeiting my thoughts and what I'm feeling and saying, oh well, you tell me what to do. You tell me what the right answer is, and then I'm just going to do what you say. And, you know, and I and I and I think my propensity to do that is in some way it absolves me of responsibility. Goes, well, this is what you told me to do. It didn't work out. So now it's all your fault why I'm a failure. And, you know, I'm I'm at a point to where I want to try to evolve beyond that and go, well, actually, nobody's coming to save me. Nobody has all of the answers for me personally. I need to discover those answers for myself, trust my own intuition, trust my own heart, and... Sure, if I need some help or some pointers or some guidance on how to execute what it is that I'm thinking and feeling, then then by all means. But ultimately, it's, it's my responsibility. And I had been thinking that way for a while. And then just last night, I <laughs> totally contradicted everything that I just said. Because I've been talking about on previous episodes how I'm really trying to figure out this online social media game and how I, I'm i really feeling like that is going to be a significant part in me being able to accomplish what it is that I'm seeking to accomplish in terms of becoming actually successful to the point of um, being able to tour and being able to sell tickets and Being a draw as a comedian. And as I've said before, there is a big difference between people producing a show and paying me to come up to come perform at their show versus people paying money to see me doing a show. And there is a very distinct difference between those two realities as a comedian. And the reality is actually very significant. If you are not a draw, meaning, well, I'll give you an example. This weekend, I I got booked perform at a casino in Temecula. Nobody bought a ticket to see me. They bought a ticket to see the comedy show at the casino, the people who are already going to be at the casino anyways. Oh, there's a comedy show. That sounds fun. I'll buy a ticket. And they don't know me from Adam. That's very different than... Paul Green is performing at this casino. Paul Green, I know that guy. I want to see him perform. I'm going to buy a ticket to see him. Those are two very different worlds. And the reality is, most comedians are in that first camp. We're trying to get people who have already an established show an established showroom, a built-in audience to pay us to go entertain their audience that they have um, amassed. (laughs) It's Kind of a weird word for some reason. So I have been really trying to turn my focus on, well, how do I become the draw? How do I go from Oh, hey, I'm a booker. I know that you're funny. I'll give you a 100 bucks if you just come perform at my show. Great. As opposed to, oh my gosh, Paul Green is coming to my town. He's performing at this venue. And then 200 or 500 or 1,000 people all buy tickets to go see me. It's a very different game. And what I am feeling is, for where i'm at in my career in my dream in my journey like the probability that i'm going to blow up or get discovered by like a manager or an agent who still has the connections to um give me some sort of visibility and again i think that's sort of the old model anyway and that old model i think is disappearing um You know, the talk shows are, seems like they're all disappearing. Even the ones that are still going on, like The Tonight Show, I don't think anybody watches them live, really. Maybe there are some people who still watch them live, but most likely they're just getting cut up for parts. And they're, you know, The Tonight Show is sharing clips on social media that people consume later in their own time. And, you know, maybe there's a stand-up comedian on The Tonight Show every now and again. You know, it's not like the old Johnny Carson show where it was, hey, you get that seven minutes on the Johnny Carson show and you kill it. It can launch your career, you know, like it did for Jerry Seinfeld and Ellen and um, I think Tim Allen I think Jim Carrey was on The Tonight Show. Anyway, don't quote me on all those. I definitely know Ellen and Jerry Seinfeld. But um, anyway, that, that just doesn't seem to exist anymore. And we live in this three-second social media world now where, you know, your whole whole video has to stop this. It's like you have this much time. That's less than three seconds. I mean, you've got less than a second to get somebody's attention to go, oh, what's this guy up to? This is entertaining. I would rather stop and watch this than a Thousand other entertainment options. I would rather watch this clip on social media than, you know, on TikTok than I would, the, you know, being on Instagram, YouTube, long-form YouTube, short-form YouTube, Facebook, uh, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, you know, uh, Tubi, um, the internet, Google. I mean, it, it's just endless, right? So in some regards, it's it's somewhat refreshing that you can potentially make your own way if you can get that online following. Whereas before, you pretty much had to cross these sort of thresholds, these sort of gatekeepers. It's like, you know, the first gatekeeper is you had to get into one of the major comedy clubs, and you usually did that by showing up every night getting to know everybody doing the open mic starting to be funny at the open mic and then maybe the booker would see you and be like hey this guy's funny i'm gonna put them now on you know i'm gonna give them an opening spot on the main stage cool they did well as that now i'm gonna let them do that for a little while work that for a couple of years and then maybe i'll work them up to uh you know the feature act on the main stage and then hey maybe one day there'll be a headliner and who knows maybe the booker for the Tonight Show or for Carson whatever is in the audience and says oh that person's really funny I need to have him on the Carson show like that sort of old guard milestone system just doesn't seem to be intact anymore if it is intact I don't think it's as um, I think it's losing its stronghold at least that's consistent with everybody who i've talked to who has been in this business especially those who have been in the business in a long time and especially those who were in the business when that was how it was and didn't quite make it you know maybe got a certain ways down that that pathway but then didn't quite get to the next level of like stardom so i have been thinking a lot about my social media presence and had to take a big slice of humble pie that everything that I have been doing isn't really working and that's not fun because I've put a lot of work into trying to curate videos that I think are viral friendly you know I've cut up my stand-up every which way I can possibly think of my stand-up comedy clips Crowd work clips, jokes, songs, improvisation, man on the street stuff, sketches, characters, um, all kinds of different things. And nothing I've done has really indicated to me that I'm on the right track. Like nothing has really hit so significantly that it's like, oh, cool, I've found it. And this is the thing I need to be focusing on. And, however, I have a comedian friend who is a very good friend of mine, and also a comedian who has found that, and has been wildly successful with his social media presence, and he's a friend of mine. We talk regularly, and I've seen this success happen to him, and... I started to feel like. Hey Paul. Why don't you ask your friend. For some advice. And. It. I was really resistant to that. For whatever reasons. Whatever mental block. You know. It's like well. I don't want him to think. That I'm just using our friendship. For some sort of. Gain to me. Like. I don't ever try to, um, get things from my friends who are also on the dream journey. I want to be there and I want to support them, but I, I, I really hesitate to ask for favors unless it's mutual, unless there's some sort of reciprocal thing. Um, there was also just a little bit of ego of, well, I should be able to figure this out on my own and, I mean, I know exactly what he's doing, and I should be able to like say, oh, well, it's so clear why what he's doing is successful. I should be able to find my own version of that. And, you know, but I've been trying to find my own version of it, and it's not working, even though I know all the concepts. You know, I've read all the books. It's like, well, yeah, well, you need to catch your attention in the first three seconds. Yeah, thanks. I'm aware of that. How? And how do I do it? And how do I do it in the manner that's unique to me, as opposed to everybody who's also read those same PDFs that say, well, you need to stop the scroll and you need to have a hook in the first three seconds. Like, that doesn't help. <laughs> you know I mean? Um. So last night we were having a conversation and took me a while to even get the courage and it's like this is a friend of mine he's a great guy too like we've had some serious heart-to-hearts over the years we have supported each other we've hung out we've you know done a lot of things together i've actually helped him out um with some software stuff because that's my expertise and i don't really ask much in return because i'm just happy to support him and um i finally just was like hey want to ask you something it's a little uncomfortable for me but would you be open to coaching me on my social media and helping me discover what my thing is that will actually be successful instead of what i've been doing which is not being successful consistently and i don't know that was that was it was really hard for me to do that and he was so gracious and was absolutely and we started talking about some ideas and um you know it's almost the exact opposite of my philosophy which is i need to do this on my own and i need to figure this out and, you know, I need to follow my own heart and don't listen to what other people say. I'm going, yeah, but the flip side of that is, I don't think any of us can follow our dreams or or accomplish our dreams alone. As much as I would like to think that I can figure it all out, I can't figure it all out. I do need help. And it's okay to reach out in some situations or circumstances to people who actually do know what they're talking about, who have had success and can point out some pitfalls and can brainstorm with you and can challenge you. And, um, and I, and I was just being as candid with him as possible of just going, Hey, listen, I have to own the fact that what I'm doing isn't working and it's hard And everything that I've tried has not been successful, and I need to figure out what my thing is. And all of the other stuff is a given. Well, yeah, it needs to have a hook, and it needs to capture their attention within the first three seconds. It needs to stop the scroll, and then after it stops the scroll, it needs to keep their engagement through the end of the video. And then, ideally, it would be a video that is so compelling that then people share and comment, you know. And like I go to his social media page and it's like every video is millions of millions of views. It's like his worst videos are like in the tens of thousands. Like his least successful video is better than my most successful video. And this is a good, good friend of mine and this guy who is actually incredibly gracious and incredibly helpful. And yet I I had this hesitation to just be like, can you help me please? And you know what's even more interesting about this hesitation is I met this comedian when I first started comedy. I'm kind of getting chills. I'm getting chills right now about how this all lined up. So when I first started doing comedy, he had come out and was the headliner at this comedy show that was part of my student showcase. So the producer, my first comedy teacher, had his students come out and all do like their five-minute sets that they were building up and then had this comic came out and headlined. And I didn't, again, I didn't know who he was. I was just like, oh, an L.A. comic. Ooh, cool, you know, and I'm kind of the new comic. And I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's from L.A. and he's coming out and he's headlining. That's really cool. And then after the show, I introduce myself to him and he was so gracious even then and and i was a little like i don't know what i thought i was like oh he's an la comic he's probably gonna be all snobby and hoity-toity or you know like whatever perception i had of what performers in la would be like and you know i didn't have any context I, i it's just you know was my fear and he couldn't have been more gracious i distinctly remember him giving me his phone number and like Hey, if you ever come out to LA, like, let me know. Just shoot me a text. I, uh, you know, I'll help you out any way that I can. I can point you in the right direction, and you know, maybe give you some pointers. And at that point in, in my career, I had zero intention of moving to LA. It wasn't even on my radar at that point. But I had met this comic and got his phone number, and that was it. I never texted him. Didn't even really follow up on it. About a year later, I end up moving to LA, and. Like three or four years later, I happened to run into this comic at the comedy store. I, I think it was the comedy store, just out in kind of the lobby area. And I saw him, and he and he recognized me, but he didn't know where. Um, and so I just said, like, I actually remember, I I, I made kind of a snark, snarky joke. He's like, "Oh, hey!" He's like, I, "He's like, how do you know?" It? I was like, "Oh, I'm a comic. I'm the comic who does that joke about airport security." <laughs> you know and he he got like oh the joke you know and he kind of like gave me that like kind of snarky like oh okay i get it you're a comic and you're also a smart ass like all of us very cool um but anyway that was that interaction happened and then he and i i think we became facebook friends just because you know you kind of just friend everybody who's a comic in la when you're out there and sometime after that, he put some posts on Facebook that he needed some help with his website. And I was like, Oh, I could probably help him with that. So I messaged him to said, Hey, I can I said, I think I can help you with that website. That ended up turning into this relationship where I actually rebuilt his entire website for him. And um at that point he 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 was trying to to do something else, uh within the industry um and i was like well i'll help you out with that and let's see how it goes unfortunately that didn't really pan out the way that we had hoped but through that we started to work together and you know built a trust and he learned that like oh you know i'm i'm trustworthy like i'm not trying to screw anybody over and i'm and i do have some skill set with the software side of things but anyway so that that friendship has just, you know, grown and flourished over the last couple of years. And, you know, we've had some real heart-to-hearts. He and I have had some similar, you know, uh, struggles and whatnot. And, you know, we'll call each other every month or so and catch up and see how we're doing. And then anyway, he started blowing up on social media. And I saw the success that he was having having, and I thought that was fantastic. And And he's... And he's like right there, Um, more than willing to be helpful. All I had to do was just ask. So I did. And we started the discussion, and then he said, well, let's, you know, let's really dive into it uh, tomorrow. So sometimes it's just okay to ask for help. And to just be like, you want to know what? I don't know what I'm doing here. Whatever I'm doing is not working. There's somebody out there. There's somebody in my sphere of influence who I know and who I trust and who is on my team and is more than willing to help. He probably had no idea that that was an ambition of mine, you know? because I never really shared that. I was a little shy, you know, because he's been so successful at it. You know, it'd be like if LeBron James was your friend and you actually really did want to be a basketball player, but he didn't really know that. And you're like, actually, I kind of want to be a basketball player. Can you coach me? And he'd be like, heck yeah, I can coach you on how to be a successful basketball player. That's probably a bad analogy. But anyway, you get the point. So that's where I'm at right now. I am taking some humble pie, having to look at where I'm at, recognize that where I want to get is most likely going to involve me. I mean, I've got to get visibility. And it sounds so trite, well, I want to be famous. It's like I kind of have to be at least a level of fame to where I am the draw to where people are paying to see me and as long as I am not that guy it is so clear that my the my my dream has a very low ceiling in terms of how successful I can be and from what I can gather and, and maybe there's another way and if there's another way that reveals itself to me fantastic but from what I can see now social media is my best bet because it's the the that's where everybody is that's where all the eyeballs are they aren't watching you know america isn't watching the tonight show with johnny carson anymore breaks my heart but it used to be on any given night you know 30 million or 50 million or however many um people were tuning into the tonight show with johnny carson back in the 80s and the 90s that that's where you could get your visibility that's not where the eyeballs are anymore. They're all online. They're all on social media. And those are the eyeballs I have to find a way to attract. And, you know, and there's part of me that goes like, oh, really? But also, yeah, really. So if I'm not okay with that, then, well, fine. But maybe this isn't the dream for me if I'm not okay with that. Um, so whatever resistance I may have to feeling like, I, well, I, well, I just need to get famous so I can be successful at my dream. Yeah. At least the way that I see it manifesting, that doesn't mean that there aren't other ways to be successful with other dreams that don't require like a massive amount of fame. But I mean, any dream that you have somewhere is going to involve other people. Even if your dream is is humble, like, well, you know, I, I, I want a strong romantic relationship. Well, where are you going to find that romantic relationship? Most likely through referrals, most likely through your friends, through your networking group, most likely through an online dating website. So what does that mean? That means, well, you have to reach out to those people. You have to have a solid or you have to really curate your online dating profile because even that's really competitive. You know, whatever relationship or whatever type of partner you want, if they are the type of person that is worth wanting, there's a probability that there's a competition for that person. You know, if you're a dude and you want a really attractive, you know, supportive partner, all of the attractive, supportive partners are probably desired by a lot of men and if you're a lady and you want a male partner who is whatever XYZ you know is is a good provider or is compassionate or is handsome you know like whatever it is chances are if you find them desirable there's a lot of other women who find them desirable which means you're going to have to compete for them and that may feel like ick I get it Maybe like, well, I just need to show up and Prince Charming or Princess Charming will just follow my lap. It's like, well, maybe. But I could make that same, I feel, misguided idea with like, well, if I just show up as a comedian, people will just love me for who I am and I just need to show up with my art and then eventually millions of people will know who I am. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe or maybe. The other side of that is there are hundreds of thousands of stand up comedians out there, if not more, if not in the millions. I don't know how many there are, who are all funny, who are all striving for some sort of dream, have the same ambition that I have for fame and fortune and success. And they're all competing for eyeballs on social media, eyeballs on television, eyeballs on Netflix, eyeballs on booking gigs and booking the, the comedy clubs and booking theaters and uh, influencing people to go buy tickets to see them. And, uh, you know, maybe I got to go compete for that and maybe I got to be very ambitious and deliberate in how I can attract those eyeballs. And maybe that involves... Some humble pie and talking to somebody who has successfully done it and being willing to take some advice, try some things, and see what works. So, for whatever that is worth, my dear, lovely, beautiful people, that is where I'm at in this comedy dream. I am very excited because I have a guest coming uh, tomorrow night and really excited to talk to her. I might have a second guest depending on scheduling this week. If not, it'll probably be next week. And I am just loving so much being able to share this journey with all of you and anybody who's listening. I hope that it is beneficial for you and maybe gives you some inspiration or some thoughts or at least some support to have somebody who is in the thick of it. I think there is something about listening to people who are going through it as opposed to listening to the people who've already done it because then it's like, oh, well, you already are successful Um, and there's benefits to that. But I'm hoping that there will be some benefit to listening to somebody who is figuring out as they go and that hopefully... That also helps you figure it out as you go while you're on the journey. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. So this is February 13th, 2024, episode 76 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. I love you all so much. Keep following those dreams, and I will talk to you tomorrow.